Welcome to So Far So Rare. I'm joined today by YNWA, aka Mark. How are things? Very, very good, John. Lovely to see you. You're rapping. You've got the Liverpool top on. You've got the So Rare hat on, and you're ready to ready to drop some bombs. I hope. Well, it's not often that you catch me after a Liverpool win these days. So uh, no. got to uh, just got to uh, keep the red flag flying. And um, I see you've got a contradictory Real Madrid scarf opposite your uh, signs trench shirt. So I uh, don't know which way you're going to swing next Tuesday. Whichever way my so rare players make me swing. I've probably back mm. Real Madrid these days, but we'll see. We'll see how Liverpool get on at the weekend. That was the first question I wanted to ask you that I didn't brief you on. Has your yield or like your success or your enjoyment in the football side had any correlation to Liverpool now being shite? Like, has that impacted your so rare experience massively? <laughs> um, I would say yes and no. Um, I would say I think I'm, I'm fortunate that I've got the ability to switch to NBA uh, as almost like a bit of seek refuge in, in, in defense in, in mechanism. The, yeah, <laughs> had it had this just been you know had we just got only got football on the platform. And then I'm staring down the barrel of a Liverpool defeat on a Saturday, Liverpool draw in midweek, and then things not going well at the weekend again. Then, yeah, I can imagine getting a bit more frustrated. But uh, I seem to better offset that with, you know, taking some joy from uh, basketball and hopefully in the summer turning back to MLB and enjoying some more more, more joy on the, on the baseball side as well. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to not put my Liverpool players up in teams, so I still will live and die by their performance uh okay maybe if they're away to man city and i've got other cards which have got you know a much favorable home game i'll put a lot less liverpool cards in but i'm always i mean with the new capped divisions i think there's always opportunities if you support a team that is, is not performing particularly well you can probably create still some nice teams in the cap 220s or the cap 240s uh if they're all on fire you're going to struggle to get all your favorite players in a cap 270 anyway um, so I think the new competitions allow you to yeah still enjoy your team if you if you've got a full stack of some uh, of players from 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 the team that you support and yeah uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not overly annoyed if Liverpool aren't going to kill it in the cap two twenty division um, <laughs> you know and but yeah no Monday was fun clean sheet is always nice Salah. Back in uh, back into the decisives, but I think moving forward it's going to be even harder now with Liverpool's players coming back off injury. Mm. You know, people drop me messages and say who's going to play, and I try and put up a, like a predicted lineup at least before the deadline, so at least people know who I'm going to choose. I would I only put up a predicted lineup so that people know that okay, if I'm going to lose that weekend or I'm going to get a DMP that weekend, it's, mm. it's because I, I've I've called it incorrectly. Um, but no, Salah's obviously I think a mainstay on the right, but Nunes, Gakpo. Fabinho is back on Monday there, night. Yeah. Jota's there. Diaz to come back. I think it's going to be tough to pick the Liverpool front three moving forward in the next couple of months. Yeah, you're in for you're in for a tough one. I was going to ask you. I was going to bring this right up now. Sir Marco Sullivan, do you think there's a cap as to how many sports every so rare manager can realistically play? Because as you mentioned there, you know you're finding a bit of solace in the NBA and MLB. will come back. Do you think there is a a cap? Yeah, I think there's a cap to playing more sports well mm. i think there's there isn't a cap if you enjoy just collecting cards from the sports and you and you want to build but unfortunately we're not at that stage where serrera's built any sort of 
collecting collection mechanisms or incentives where people could just go and buy a few basketball players if they liked or a few baseball players and a few football players and, and maybe derive the same level of enjoyment. People, I think, feel as though the only real way to enjoy the game is that you have to play. And with more and more people joining the platform, um, it probably is frustrating if you're not competing at the very top level. And to compete at the top level, you've got to have a knowledge advantage or you've got to have a little bit more maybe uh, financial power than the average person. Um, otherwise, it, it, it can be hard. And if you're putting all your time and focus and attention on, let's say, football, which is the first sport most people would turn to, then the opportunity cost of taking time and money and resources away to build in another sport where you know you might be less proficient, um, you know, I can understand why it is why why people stick with one. Um, mm. Yeah, moving forward, three. I mean, I'm struggling. I mean, the nice thing is NBA and MLB they don't really overlap. There's about a month either side of the year, start and finish of the season where they overlap. But if I had to do M MLB now at the same intensity as I was doing NBA and football. Yeah, I think that really would be a struggle. Yeah, and going to see matches if you're a fan and you actually go yeah. and physically watch the games yourself. I do find that I watch less sport playing the game. You know, yeah. other than watching other than watching Liverpool, which still takes up you know a sensible chunk of time if they're playing at home, then I'll maybe try and catch some games on the TV. You know, between you know research and what have you. But I would say I'd probably spending more time on the platform not watching sport than perhaps I would like to watch sport. I think, I, do you know, I have a weird one I've realized now that I'm full time in this whole content thing. It's like what I find myself doing is working my bollocks off Monday to Friday where I'm like, you know, getting all the videos around all the different things and, you know, what's happening in football and setting teams and open rewards and road to glories for the upcoming weekend and blah, blah, blah. But then once kind of the content goes out on Friday, I think the weekends for me is kind of like a dead spot for content because people are busy. People are going to watch football. They're not going to watch the guy talk about football. So I don't really put content out on weekends and I have it all done. So I find myself when Friday evening comes, it's like, ah. So unless I'm like alone in my house, my girlfriend's away or whatever else, I'm probably not sitting. We don't, we don't want to know what happens there, Joe. We don't want to know what happens <laughs> yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, it's been. She's been actually in Berlin at the minute. She's been away for like a week and a half, and it's like, yeah, you don't you don't want to come into this house. Um, <laughs> I'm going to steer away from that. But the the point is, like, when the weekends come, I'm not watching as much football as I used to because I think it's almost like it's almost it is kind of like time off. But I'm following the scores meticulously. But actually sitting watching a game for an hour and a half, two hours, isn't happening as often. So, I watch the scores a lot less than I used to. I used to watch it and it's like, okay, okay, this person needs X amount of points from this player and they'll go past me or I need X points from this player to go past me. I, I've got beyond that stage now because I know that it doesn't matter. It, it really does come down to the very last game or the very last kick in a game and what, right. what will be, what, what, what will be, will be. It used to be, you know, when I was, you know, really with Zarao, AJ, Max, you know, we would really be like, okay, if this guy gets this, this guy gets that, this, this, but there's too much competition out there. There's too many games. There's too many things that can happen. Uh, you know, I'd like to go and play a bit more golf this year. If I do that, then I'm going to switch off on a Sunday or I'm going to switch off on a, on the Monday, but, uh, and then just literally look at the results first thing Tuesday morning, for example. But even now the different deadlines, NBA deadlines are typically Monday nights and Friday nights for me at, 11.50. Yes, you you get the uh, the team news and you get the uh, potential DMP alerts, you know, all the way leading up to 
10 to 10 to midnight. So you need to be uh, available to make any last minute changes to your team. So yeah, going full circle back to your original question, it's like, yeah, if they add more sports, depending on the format, depending on the seasonality, you know, you, you run out of times or dates within within the week yeah. where you can focus on the things that you like, like playing the sport or watching the sport to having to do make an action within your within your collection to enter a, a Serer competition. So yeah, it, is, it, it, it will become more increasingly challenging. How long does it take you to set your lineups for football alone? We'll just talk football for a minute each week. Um, I think I can get my lineups done a, a bit faster than, than normal because I've got my core well, players. You have so many Liverpool. Yeah, you have so many. You're, you're so ingrained there that there's not a lot of thought that has to go in. I mean, if Liverpool aren't playing, it's even quicker because most of the yeah. teams pick themselves. I don't have that many choices. If Liverpool are playing, then I have got you know a few selection uh, things. I mean, I've got an awesome community. Shout out to my Troop Cards community. You know, typically the night before the dead uh, the deadline, I'll post up my unique and maybe some of my super rare divisions uh, lineups, provisional lineups, uh, and you know then we'll start the following day looking out for the press conferences, which we mm. which we can do now. The deadline has moved back till a little bit later in the day. Are you a fan of that. Um, I mean, for me, it works. Yeah, I mean, yeah. because I, I have a, a gal, I have I have a gallery that's more geared towards European football, and mm. you know, I'm not overly concerned about you know MLS this year, or you know, I'll I'll still put a lineup for for Asia, and I, and I do empathise with the managers that have more of the focus there, but you know, beforehand, it was always like this anyway. So you know, we we've it's been swings and roundabouts. We've had a period where it's been favourable for European managers. Then we had the period where it was more favourable if you're an Asian, you know, don't, uh, geared manager. And now it's just back to where it was before. So mm. um, I think it makes sense. Um, you know, uh, that, that has to, you know, I, I do believe that the technology exists that they can move the game week deadlines. Rolling. Would you like rolling yeah. deadlocks? Or is it rolling Ro locks, not deadlocks? Rolling locks. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. But look, just take NBA, for example. You know, we get a notification yesterday that the game week deadline is going to move because of the all-star break. So it's not difficult. You know, it, there's certain things that are happening in the other two sports which aren't happening in football and vice versa. So, you know, we... We can't be told it's not possible because it's not as if the technology doesn't exist for you to change the clock by one hour or 10 minutes or 20 minutes if there's an Asian game that you know that really needs to be encountered. It's just that for some reason, these things don't happen. And it used to be that, oh, we don't want to make changes like that because we want to condition the user base so that they're familiar with a regular deadline. But, you know, you play FPL religiously. You know, the it's FPL deadline... Everywhere changes because of you know which is the first tv game of the week and uh easter changes christmas changes every everything changes so you know i don't i think they're maybe not crediting the user base with enough intelligence by you know if somebody wakes up and goes oh you never told me it was at two o'clock and it was you know we changed my now i've missed a week's deadline well are you you know it's all down to communication if you can communicate that properly in advance, we used to have calendars. The calendars used to be a good barometer as to, okay, great, I can start planning my transfers, I can plan ahead. You know, just get ahead of the curve with communication and it shouldn't be difficult to turn around to your user base and say, guess what, guys, there's, a, there's an amazing game in Asia that we want to celebrate on Friday night. We're going to ask all managers to submit their teams by two o'clock today and not four o'clock. Um, but it, it it's normally yeah. quite, hast quite hastily done, a little bit late in the day. And then, of course, it's going to piss people off because people are going to go, oh, well, I, I, didn't, I wasn't given enough notice for that. Mm. We know the football fixtures. We know the calendar. It's there. It's just a case of communicating it more efficiently. 
communicating I get it but even like FPL it's not like they communicate it it's just stamped there you know what I mean if the deadline opens and the deadline closes at some stage on a Friday and you have to kind of keep your eyes open for that and that's part of your week checking oh when's this week's deadline I even don't think that's that bad yeah but you're only playing one division so you've got people there that are only focused on Premier League games the average the average person isn't thinking oh I wonder if Kawasaki Frontale have got a Friday night exactly yeah um you know we and and not the maybe the average user on Sered doesn't know that either but again through better education um we can't we should be told by the way the deadline's moving and it's moving for this reason okay no surprise look out maybe over the course of this season that happens half a dozen times Mm -hmm. but by I think it's by sticking rigidly to one time, yes, you're going to alienate some parts of the user base, which is disappointing. I, I don't think it needs to be that way. It surely can be you know, flexible enough that on a game week where there's something that we know is going to happen, three weeks' time, there's an Asia game that's happening on a Friday. Why aren't we prepping for that now? You know, Even if it's just an alert that comes up on the bell every, every three or four days, just as a forewarning, game week 362, is going to be this game week 362 is going to be this so when game week 362 rolls around it's no surprise i hang about my my countdown only tells me i've got two hours to build this team well we've just told you for the last three weeks it's changing on this date mm. as the biggest premier league collector on the platform how were, were you satisfied with the launch it's only like it's only been two weeks it feels like a lifetime it's only been just over two it's weeks. only been two weeks wow well monday two weeks ago so it's like two weeks and two days um did it all go was it all as you expected forget about the market forget about whatever else the actual launch itself the comms the content the everything about it the cards were you happy with it i'd say overall yeah i mean overall i think it's positive mm. i mean obviously you know your your uh your special guest appearance on the video i thought the Made um, it, really yeah um I don't, again you've got real madrid where's the newcastle show where's it where's it where's the... yeah, actually do you know what i put it in the wash yesterday and the the oh, number of the backs came well, at least i know who you're going to be supporting on saturday anyway um <laughs> i'll be uh, do you know what i've no newcastle players so i'll probably actually will be supporting liverpool fair enough okay there we are. um but no look i think uh, it looked very very polished i i still can't i still don't know whether or not it's really served its purpose as it reached the audiences it was intended to. Yes, I've seen some other FPL influencers and other people join the bandwagon and, you know, they're now, you know, showing Surair content to, you know, their their followers, which is cool. But has it hit the mark? I mean, I say two weeks. Two weeks isn't really enough for uh, many new users to even think about getting their head into loading up a wallet, let alone competing at auction. I get why... You know, when you launch it, you've got to put your cards out at auction. Um, so there, I think there were definitely some benefits to be had for those that were aggressive in the first few days on the auction because, yeah, they could get some nice uh, first editions. Um, they can start getting XP into cards faster than if they were to wait a month and buy cards later on. They can get into the early competitions. Like I remember when the Limiteds came out and there were people that, you know, aggressively going after Limiteds because they knew that in the first few weeks, the competition would be a lot lower in the, in, in, in those limited divisions. Um, but I think, I think for the average user, I think we've become quite immune to just new teams coming on yeah, the platform. Really it's changed it's, yeah. from a gameplay yeah. perspective. Nothing's well, actually a lot changed from a gameplay perspective on the same day, but, or you know, like with but from from, from a from a club else. launch, 
yeah. you know, it, it could, you know, we could, yeah, we, we're just used to it now. And, and it almost feels as though that's it now. We've reached the top of the hill, you know, now, now and that may be partly to do with some of the, the, the sentiment that we're seeing in the last uh, couple of weeks is that people are going, what else can we do now? Got the Premier League. Well, the only, we're, we can't really go up from here. That's that's the pinnacle now. So, and if people have already got the cars they want, and because again there was no real incentive to collect, a lot of people are looking at the Premier. Well, people I know are looking at the Premier League cars, going, "Well, they don't improve my gallery." You know, they're, bother, they're, yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're nice looking cards, great teams, you know, what, what have you. But uh, yeah, they're, they're they're not going to improve my chances of winning. Uh, unless you've got, you know, the, the, you know, the real high end, high end players. Yeah. Um, I think the thing is with the Premier League cards is that like the the established user base and the money that's already in the platform and the people that are already depart with money to the platform because of that trust that's been built. Those people probably already, like myself, have found that three years ago I would have been chomping at the bit to get Premier League players because that's what I watched. But now I'm quite content sitting watching Lyon versus Clermont on a Friday evening. I'm yeah, also yeah. quite content watching Milan play Sampdoria, and I'll watch it. I'll oh, I'll get Paddy Power open and go into the match and watch St. Truden versus Anderlecht. You know, I'm quite content getting my fill elsewhere, and I think that's where most of the money on the platform is, where we don't need the Premier League. Now, I think longer term it will serve that purpose where it's like, you know, they onboard more people, they onboard because people are into the Premier League, they get all the FPL crowd in and over time people try the semi-pros and the pros and then they get into the limiteds and then they climb the ladder and they, they want more and they put money in and blah, blah, blah. That's never going to happen overnight. But, yeah, I just wonder as I mean, well. You, like you've, got, you've, got, you've got your ear to the ground with the FPL crowd. How does it? How did it fit with them? I mean, well, you know, like, inside Sarai, we're going to take anything. You throw, you throw a new launch us. Will absorb it, yeah. Them, as you know, the money will come from yeah. somewhere. If it's the right card, right time, someone within the Sarah establishment will find the money to 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 bid, or two people bid against each other. You know, but we're not the target audience. You know, the target audience are people that don't play the game. So, yeah. do you feel do you feel it hit the mark in terms of well, being able to get the get through to people that obviously play FPL morning, noon, and night? You know, I, I see people you know travel up to the game this week on the train, and I saw you know umpteen people setting lineups, you know, checking their FPL. Mm-hmm. On, on the train, you know, I'm, I'm the first, I'm the only guy that's sitting there setting my teams on a laptop on on, on, on Sarai. How many people are really going to convert and give this a try, see, do you think? I don't know. There's a couple of points to that. The first point I think is that maybe, and I've just thought of this and it's something maybe I need to put my content is, I don't know if it's maybe ha- hit hard enough home to the FPL managers out there that you can jump into this game at any time throughout the year. It's not a case of you need to wait for next season. A lot of people might look at it and go, oh, well, I've missed the deadline. Like, right, I'm yeah, already yeah. at a disadvantage. That's maybe one side. The other side is FPL managers are notoriously frugal. Um, the other side is there aren't actually 11 million active users. There's probably only a few million. The other thing is that I think the FPL demographic love to play the free game i wonder what percentage of them are even into dfs of any description probably not as many as you'd think it's this weirdly cultish purist mentality where i think they love this free-to-play game and it's a game and they love their rank and i think what we might start to see is i don't know if i said this in a podcast recently or did i discuss it with someone outside it but somebody like whenever we get to the stage where people go Oh, my my rank in so like next season if they run a Premier League competition that's free to play throughout the season and it's thirty eight game weeks long or whatever, that would be probably double in so rare world, but where oh out of the three hundred, five hundred thousand so or, or Premier League managers, what's your oh I'm two K, I'm three K in the world. 
I'm 2K in the world. That's where FPL had to go because ultimately podiuming and winning is impossible, realistically. And ever. we saw that a little bit in one of the free to, which was the free to play game that came out with the Jupiler, and people were saying, Top shot. Um, I w- no, nah, what, uh, top shot, what, one shot? Uh, one shot, yeah, the one it shot. Was, I, then, I was close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there was there's, there was people using their Twitter bios to say not put. I was I was in the top one percent or not point one percent of that's the thing of, of one shot. So yeah, I, I can see that that uh, mentality bleeding through, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, where where I find it difficult now, and uh, you know, there's there's a lot of people that have got significant wealth on the platform, and I know we're going to get to sentiment later on, but the diffi- the thing that I still find challenging is let's say i was an fpl player and i saw the sorrera advert it looked intriguing i then go and sign up have a look and get faced to see these auctions that are oh great i can see cards going for a tenner 20 quid 30 quid and there were some really good value cards going even in the early days so i don't think anyone would have been turned off necessarily by going oh that this is way too expensive for me yeah, but where it does quid you could get premier league cards for like sub tenner yeah yeah whatever. But where it does become challenging is, and as as a, someone that owns uniques and, and wants to see obviously more people playing and progressing up to the higher divisions, is when you see like a Kimmich, as we've seen go for 68 ETH this week. And okay, we'll use LeBron as an example, even though it's another sport, 58 ETH there. And you see Verts going for 40 ETH and, and you see these cards there. At some point, my mind would then be, hang about, I've joined this sort of like, environment here where i can get stuff for eight 20 quid whatever happens to be like what why on earth are people paying 40 grand why on earth are people paying 60 grand where's the correlation between what people are coming into play and the progression to the top i I wouldn't i wouldn't go in and say i'm going to pay 20 quid like go oh one day i'm going to be able to start bidding on cards at 50 60 grand for me it just still feels like there's night and day between the entry level of the game and what has established itself as, you know, the top table of the game, the Division One and Division Two players, and yeah, we can argue that maybe the progression from Division Three to Division Two isn't as, as it should be, and it's getting better and better. But even the mindset of someone coming in with, a, oh, I've got a fifty quid budget, or have you got 100, 200, 500, whatever your budget happens to be, at what point do you go, hang about? I don't, go, I don't go to the casino with hundred quid to go and play poker, and then suddenly look over at the the no limit table and go, ooh. I wouldn't even dream of how to get from the, yeah. the hundred quid, the, the one and two quid blinds up to the no limit table. I'll be just like, well, this is my lane. I'm going to stay yeah. here. So how do we get people, number one, into the system? But number two, is is it not contradictory then that Serrera is now still selling cards at 10 grand, 20 grand, 30 grand, 40 grand? What, what reason is there for the platform to have these type of cards any longer if they're just uh, looking to just convert people and are happy with people coming in with 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 more modest budgets there's two points so the first one i want to talk about and i'll come back to the modest budget kind of debate is the biggest barrier i think that's impacting the market or not necessarily the market right now we'll get on to that but like that onboarding process is 100 percent not being able to buy my card i don't know how that works and where i know you can and i do it and the ramp and the moon pay and the blah, 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 these things that normal web two people have never heard of and ugh, typing all this shit out and blah, blah. people just want to come in and go here's my credit card details here's my debit card details let me put money in and if people can do that and take money out that way the liquidity liquidity at the limited level increases tenfold in my opinion i don't know if that's even possible i imagine it's like priority one on that front because you can bring the horse to water by getting it to drink like people 
one little barrier will put them off particularly when it comes to their cards particularly when it comes to trust particularly when it comes to money so i don't know that for me that would be like priority one make that happen somehow and i don't know how maybe it gets too complicated with kyc and blah 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 so maybe it's not possible but anyway that's one thing the second thing is like are you kind of alluding when you say like what's the point in these higher budget cards when people are coming in and they're happy with them in the modest budget there seems to have been this push from sora that seems to be all about acquiring users on free to play free to play free to play cheap free to play this get your first limited do this are you saying that maybe there needs to be more done in the higher divisions um yes or, or showing a connection between the two i mean let's just take content creators for example and i'm not up to speed with a lot of the new ones so i might be overlooking some people and apologies if that's the case but you know one of the questions i saw earlier is what would you change i'd like to see certain content creators or influencers at least have more skin in the game or at least show a, a level of competency I'm not saying take an exam or anything like that but at least prove themselves because for example if you've got an influencer that's coming in and is playing in the limited division no problem at all i would imagine and correct me if i'm wrong that the majority of followers of that person will just be content with replicating what they see from the influencer they're not going to watch an influencer sitting there buying five and ten quid cards and going Sod that, I'm going straight into the five grand cards, the 10 grand cards here. So I think almost the influences are potentially stifling the average user from progressing through yeah, the ranks. If, because if they're, 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 set, they're, they're, setting, they're setting a ceiling, which is then very difficult to go, well, if, if it's good enough for the influencer to play limiteds and maybe a few rares, then, you know, maybe, you know, why should I bother? So I'm not so, you know, there's so many ways that you can play the game these days and there's so many sports that we can play. There's no, there's no mm -hmm. right or wrong. So yeah, the number one task of, I would hope, greasing the wheels with an influencer is so that they can spread the word correctly, appropriately and bring right people on board. But I think there still there needs to be maybe stronger connection internally at Sorare. Again, it goes back to communication. As you said, the, onboard, the onboarding has, has, has improved dramatically i think it's really it's really really good now i had a couple of mates do it myself and they were happy with the fact they weren't being shown players from you know leagues that they care less about they were able to buy their spurs players and 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 they got they got involved but in terms of the influences from there you know we've we, there was what who was the one that got um given six liverpool players you know got given Ollie. six liverpool players gave them out okay i think has subsequently gone on to buy some limiteds but you know what what value has she actually given other than, yeah, she spread the word. Maybe that's all we wanted from it. Mm. But I would like to see someone come. I'd like to see a Sarare member of staff, like Zara, for example, someone like that person, be almost like we compete against them, like we did with Dan and Carl in the, in the Global Cup, for example. Give someone the ability to play the game that would, you know, for me, that would, you know, help us overcome a lot more of the challenges that we, we, we have gripes about on a regular basis but there's no reason why someone at Sarare couldn't be employed or, or to play the game and be a, a constant conduit between Sarare and us you know compete against Zarao every week even if he's using his own unique make, Zara, make, and, yeah. make his score the threshold yeah <laughs> there so we go. Rare have their expert or have a team of experts and they're playing within the 270 cap. If you can beat it, you win the threshold or 240 cap. There, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's, there's so many different ideas. But I think once a user comes into the system, they, they need constant education. They need constant. And so who they're getting that education from is, you know, if 
people have accused me of being you know out of touch with the average user which is fine i've got no problem with that but if someone was to follow me or i was to produce more content on a regular basis i would at least open up the doors to people to see that life existed at the super level at the unique level they're perhaps learn a little bit more not everyone would have the money to to, to replicate that type of uh, strategy but at least they know it existed and I would say that, you know, most people look at it as if to say that is unobtainable, that's unachievable. Yeah. And what we're seeing now, and certainly in, in unique car prices, it isn't. Yet still people would choose not to go in that route. And it's probably just because there's a, a lack of awareness or, you know, lack of education. And I think the influencers, if they were given a bit more scope or they, dare I say it, were to put a bit more skin in the game themselves, they could help that by what, not giving such a low ceiling to the new managers on the free-to-play side I get, I get what you're saying but it's a very hard one where like if so rare want to find a someone who's charismatic likable able to produce content has the time has the want and puts out content that's one thing but finding someone like that who also has the money to come in at that unique or super rare level is hard so do you almost have to go in reverse and find a whale who's currently there i see nanzo puts out some content and lean into that is that what you're suggesting because it's like i think it's it's one of the you know trying to get the like of the content creators i imagine i'm one of the bigger galleries my gallery still just knocking on the door of super rare and i maybe put one to two lineups in there a week and maybe a kickoff unique I don't know. I know there's there's other content creators. I don't watch them. Also, I'm not trying to claim I'm the biggest in terms of financially on it. I don't have a fucking clue to be quite honest. But like for me to go up and start talking about unique divisions, I have to pick up another two, three, four, five uniques. That's no, and and then that just and, and I and I know that cat, that that catapults someone into you know. You would then be like, oh, do I spend my time creating content, or maybe it makes more sense for me to spend my time playing the game yeah. even more. Maybe, maybe it's something simple at the beginning, like um, having maybe just a, a directory of content, trusted content creators, affiliates, whatever they, whatever they categorize as, and giving people a little bit more visibility as to you know these people help people on the Americas region. These people help yeah. people play the cap division. These people play the super rare leagues. These people play that. So at least somebody new has got a trusted library of information going, okay, if people follow you, great. They're going to follow you. They're going to probably find other people like Quinny and Chani and other people like that, for example. Yeah. Um, maybe there needs to be better tutorials. Maybe those tutorials need to become from, from an official place. My bloody I tutorial is shit hot, by the way. I'm if only I needed, if only I needed assistance, I'd go and have it. I'd go and check it out. I'm telling yeah, you, mate, it is shit mate. hot. But like, you're you're right because like, let, let's take it from my perspective. Then, like, as a content creator, that beginner's tutorial that's like I don't know a 20 minute video, 18 minute video, something like that. It took 16 hours because I had to sit and script it, and I did that for three to four hours one evening, getting it in the right order so that it makes sense. Because there's a lot like you can't just go and tell someone the divisions before you tell them what a card is, and you can't tell them what a card is yeah, until yeah. you tell them about the onboard process. So with structuring that, the edit took 10 hours, and then there was a bit of back and forth, blah, blah, blah. My point is, you're right, in terms of so rare having a directory of trusted sources or things or whatever's that they push, if they're not going to push their own content or create their own content on the site, it'd be nice for them to push other content because you're right, people can just go and get absolute shite from people who are in for a quick cash grab. 
which happens like all affiliates are there to make a bit of cash but what you need to realize is there's affiliates who genuinely love the game or play it for a long time and there's affiliates who are in for two weeks or who are in to try and get that quick bit of cash because the prem's here or because they've been hit with a brand deal and they're going to do it for a month but it mean doesn't necessarily mean they have a clue about the game so you're right no, I, and, I there, and there is a tipping point the more you play the game and the more you know like for, before Zarao, it was a case of, okay, I think I could have, you know, I was offered the chance to give something to Zarao. I was like, no, I want to play the game because I, I I enjoy and economically it makes more sense for me to play the game than to accept a paid role to talk to people about the game. But surely within a, an establishment now of north of 150 staff, there's room for a team of individuals who, you know, not saying they should duplicate what you're doing or what the other yeah. influencers are doing, but if it's taking you 16 hours to do that, and that, and we know that a lot of that content will be obsolete in a few weeks' time when they change a rule here or they change a rule yeah, there, exactly. why have we not? Why have we not got a team internally that's pumping out official tutorials yeah. that are, 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 are from the top, and they would help people on? You know, this week we're going to do a budget for 100 euros, and we're going to show you some examples of teams that we've seen line up that have been successful. So they, they can always do it from a third third person point of view. And then this week, we're going to identify, you know, they've got all the data. This week, we're going yeah. to show you two lineups in the unique division from new managers, you know, who've, who've entered the kickoff. We can see they've got less than 10 uniques. Let's see how they fared. And almost show open people's eyes to things that are happening within Serer. Because I think you can you can, you can can always be quite tunneled in your, in, in your vision. Like, you've got deadline Friday, you've got a deadline Tuesday, you've got another NBA deadline Monday, another one Friday. And it's almost like, I've now got to do my own research. I've got my normal job to do. I've got, I want to watch this game. I want to do this. I want to buy a player off the market. The average person hasn't got the ability to do what they want to do and convey that to others. You know, I'd spend, you know, half my week trying to tell two people that are really, really good at FPL how to play Serer. That shouldn't yeah. be the case. There should be a library of information which gets updated from the official source that says, this is how you play the game. Yeah. This is our introduction to the cat modes. This is our introduction. We've got America's opening in three weeks. Let's sh let's show you, you know, how you might want to plan ahead for this. Um, yeah, yeah, more needs to be done internally. Full stop. Well, to support you guys as well, because then when you're pumping out the content, people have then got another reference point going, oh, I like this way this guy uh, displays his stuff. Yeah, that was quite similar to the tutorials I read, I saw yeah. on, on there. Great. Okay, I'm going to follow this person now because, yeah, they think the same way as the, you know, the, the other information I've been told from the source. You're right. I, th I think it's a really tough form of content. Something I've always said, and I haven't actually said this for a while in the podcast, was that the bigger i get in terms of so rare the more cards i win the more i compound now i'm knocking on the door to kick off uniques and blah 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 the more out of touch you become with the new user so like but what's really there's a, there's a way around there's a way there's a way what? around that john you what? you could you could follow in pav you could follow in pavel's footsteps and create an alter ego and come out with a brand new twitter account have someone else manage it for you and he's so uh, friendly there we go. Because <laughs> you're, all this, about though, helping, you're about helping, aren't you? You're all about it's helping. It's all, all my number one goal. Making is other people happy. happy. Is that what it is? Make other people happy. I need to look that up. But I think like what's actually genuinely helped is in terms of opening the game up, in terms of allowing multi-accounting when you mentioned employees playing the game. Now that I'm allowed to you do like, You couldn't do it, John, could you? You couldn't do it. You couldn't do the it. 40 minutes in, you, had to, you had to use that word, didn't you? Which one? multi-accounting you told me the words that i wasn't able to use during the course of this pod and now you've just you've thrown it in 40 minutes unreal well i didn't it's it's to it's to bring up something else it's the fact that we're allowed to do road to glories now so like that type of content uh, okay, and yeah, what yeah. that means is that content creators who are out of touch to an extent now i'm genuine and it's actually one of the most fun parts of my week like 
in terms of content i really enjoy it because i go in and i look at the teams i've got and i've got my two swaps and i'm like proper researching fixtures players what's going on who do i bring in who do I not who looks good value this week and what that does is brings me back to like because you get set in your gallery a bit and obviously you win rewards you buy a wee card here to blah 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 but you can get very set i have cards that i've had for two years three years whatever and I know the crack with them and I turn away with them, blah, blah, blah. But this is making me scout a bit more, talk about different players, look here, look there, look where value could be for a newcomer. So I've, I've liked that. But anyway, enough of the dilly-dally. Let's get right into it. Well, fuck, we have to talk about Pavel now that we've brought him up, don't we? If we're ever going to match them. Just a, just a nod to Pavel trying to be funny. Not trying to be funny, trying to be friendly. Um, I've asked him on the podcast a million times. He keeps saying no. What I like... Oh, he follows me! I'm one of six people he follows! He follows Lamella Bros, who's the person who sent him the card back we're about to talk about. He follows you. He follows me. He follows Quinny, Nicholas, and So Rare. Uh, there we go. Pavel, thanks for putting us on the list. That's a that's a pretty Pavel, exclusive you didn't, list. You didn't tell me you were following John Lewis. <laughs> you are. Is that you pretending to no, talk fair, to Pavel when you're Pavel? Yeah. We all know you're Pavel. <laughs> Um, but his bio says, my most important goal is to help other people. Now, someone helped him out in a big way. So he, he got something back. He accidentally traded a Jonathan. He's David killed unique. the value of my Jonathan David unique. Unbelievable. What did he do? He sold it for like pennies by mistake. He basically put out a tweet and said, hey, everyone, um, send me an offer for my Jonathan David of the cards you want to give me. And I will send you back an offer in ETH for those cards. But what he accidentally did or his intern did was accept this offer Pavel lost the one person, one account. One person, one account. One natural person, one account. He doesn't have an assistant. One natural person, one account. But can no, but ten people can have one account. But can they? Can they? One person can't have ten. I don't know. I don't. I I mean, I don't. I don't check the T's and C's, obviously, but. Uh, I thought you I thought it was before you did Blackpool. Yeah. <laughs> hey! Whoa! <Zing>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Back to Pavel. He got shafted into Jonathan David, but the card got sent back to him, so he got away with one, and that's why. Yeah, he he's found. He, yeah, and and he's found. He's found. Uh, he's found that you know, by and large, the community are, are made up of, of 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 quality people. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So fair play, Pavel's out there doing his thing. But it has killed my Jonathan David unique value. Unbelievable. He's almost giving it away. Did you know another fun fact about Jonathan David? I have, yeah. L- last year, they couldn't be bothered to, to put a unique auction out of him. Unbelievable. You're even when they Even when they were reminded. I mean, I don't think I needed to remind them because I was the owner of the original one and I thought, okay, having a second one on the market would uh, would uh, would, de- would devalue him. But it was reverse psychology. The more I reminded them that Jonathan David hadn't been auctioned this year, the more they didn't want to put him out there. So, uh, yeah, he's even rarer than you think. What about his super rares? I imagine they went out. They definitely would have went out. I mean, he's got a lot of super rares, like yeah. Osterman. Anyone from that first season has got a lot out yeah, there. But he's it got was forty. No, so they're. He's got forty. Super Very rares. strange not to put the unique out, isn't it? Yeah. Are you suggesting something? I'm suggesting that it's very strange not to put the unique out. I'm suggesting that perhaps we all know there's a little bit of human intervention in the in the uh, in the auctions. The NBA ones are done very cleverly based on who's in form, who's just dropped a big mm. game. The timing of the LeBron was obviously obviously because it coincided with his uh, surpassing of the of the highest points total. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I just. But yeah, why would they, they do that? Like, where's the malice, or do you think it's just negligence? I, 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 I think it's a little bit of incompetence. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, I think it's. We all think that you know, and again, the big topic of the week is supply of cards. We all think, oh, they're doing this too much. They're doing. I think we're giving them far too much, far too much credit. It is. It still feels to me as though it's just like throwing throwing darts in the dark. It's like we'll turn it up, we'll turn it down, we'll do this, we we'll do that. There, there's to me, there's there's no magic uh, science. I mean, on the NBA right now, they've they've lowered the supply of super rares to one every six or seven hours. You know, we're talking about its first season. You know, we're midway through the season. Yeah. This should be some of the most exciting. You know, we. we Citing peaks, we're just seeing people undercut each other on the market. Now, I'm not saying changing supply is going to 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 help that, but we 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 need to have more consistency. If you're the user and you're coming onto the football platform and you're seeing cards every 60 seconds or every every two minutes or whatever it happens to be, okay, then you've got to factor that into your decision making. It's no surprise just because the market can't take it at the moment. But the thing is, we're not all economists, so we can't and we don't have the information or most of us don't have the information to see how many new people are buying cards or, you know, what the average spend is, what the conversion rate is. So, you know, we, we've got limited information to go on. But right now, changing the supply to me doesn't really make a lot of difference. Yeah. You know, you've all, you know, we, we launched a Premier League in February. We know that come September, there's going to be another Premier League launch. So most people that have played the game for a while already have factored in, mm, okay, do I really want a season one Premier League card? Because I know that they're going to be coming around again in five or six months. You know, we've got NBA that's, tear, you know, testing people's resources by, okay, right, do I really need a, a 50th rare card or a 100th limited card when maybe I could go and, you know, test the water with a different sport? Mm. So you've got the sports competing against each other, but it's weird that you've also got the supply competing against each other as well. But again, it, it, it's down to education. You know, we've always been told that 40% of the cards would be set aside for awards. Is that sustainable? People are starting to doubt the fundamentals of the game. And I think a few weeks ago, my my overriding comment was that the user base has outgrown the game that we knew in 2020, 2021, and into 2022. You know, and the changes to the games, they've finally come, but it's too late. So... It's that loss of confidence from the majority of existing users and the opportunity cost of what you can do with your money elsewhere. You, 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 you know, we don't compare this to the stock market. We don't compare this to house price movements, you know, high cost of living, inflation that's, that's happening in most places. This is still a game. It's still entertainment at the end of the day. But in 2019, I mean, it's a four year anniversary. In, 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 by the time this goes out, I've been playing the game. And someone said, if, if you've got 100 grand this year, what would you do? I put 100% in Sarare. 2020, what would you do? 100% in Sarare. 2021, now it's like, maybe it's 50-50, maybe it's 70-30 for some. Maybe it's nothing in 100. I don't need to put any more money in Sarare. Mm. I can put 100% of my money into something else. We're fortunate or unfortunate in a way that there are not very many good Web3 games in existence. In fact, you know. Yeah. Touching base on Blackpool, we look, we look every day of the week, and there is a load of crap out there. There's, I don't think there's going to be many games, if any, that pop out in 2023 that we suddenly go, "Ooh, this is really taking advantage of blockchain technology, and it's a revolution to have this game now on Web three." 
So we don't yeah. have to put our money. It's not as if we're getting all these amazing offers from different Web3 companies and going, yeah, I could put my money here and I could maybe go 2x, 5x, 10x here. Sarah still doesn't have that competition on the mm. gaming fronts. It doesn't have that competition necessarily on, on the fantasy sports side either. Yes, you've got people playing Ultimate Champions and there'll be another couple that come out uh, in due course. But Sarah's so far and beyond where these are, your choice as a consumer now is, do you invest in Sarah? Yes or no? It's not, do I invest in Sarah or, or this amazing game or this amazing game? It's only, do I invest in Sarah? Yes or no? So their own, they're driving their own uh, success or failure here, yet they always seem to be making decisions too, too late. Hmm. I don't know whether that's through fear or whether that's, you know, but there's things that surely they get enough feedback from from people on a regular basis yes you got to sift out the feedback that's just talking your own book but there's enough genuine feedback from people that play the game at different levels uh that surely they could have acted on um but they don't seem to now we're going to see in the next few weeks if they deem our current environment to be worthy or not of addressing and, and and making a fundamental change maybe they will maybe they won't but as a user now, we now have to make our decisions based on wishy-washy communication, which has so always been the case. Yeah. Three years of of, of 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 pretty poor communication, so we can't second guess what they're going to do. All we can all we can do as users is expect more licenses, more sports, and friendly competitions to go alongside that, where you can win more cards and potentially ETH or, or maybe not maybe not ETH. Anything above that is just pure speculation. And the longer this track record goes on of poor communication and changes which more, more, more users than not don't enjoy, it's going to be a cascade. Uh, it's going to be a cascade to the bottom. You know, we know, we only need one or two whales to enter the game, and that'll give a massive cash injection, which will filter down across all of the different levels. But if they if they're not found. And people are going, well, if I can, you know, it's harder for me to win a competition. Even when I win a competition, I'm not guaranteed a card because I'm not, you know, not not certain. I can, you know, and then I get that card and I'm, like, I'm going to have to undercut everyone on the market to try and sell that card. You know, that's that's actually not, I don't think that's a particularly fun way to play the game. Hmm. And we haven't got that fallback of being able to, oh, just come and play casually, collect, have some fun, complete some challenges and do this. No, the only way you can really take out of Sarare is you have to win. You have to come in. You have to buy the right cards at the right time. And you have to be towards the top end of the leaderboard. Other than that, you, you, you're, you're, you're going to struggle. And at some point, you're probably going to be faced with a situation where you go, is this actually fun? Is this actually worthwhile? Is this worth worth my time? Can there's I be, you know? Yeah. I was going to say, there's obviously trading. But I mean, in a, in a market like this, it's not exactly fun to trade. And I doubt there's many winners. <laughs> Yeah, but there's there's other platforms outside of Sarah. If, if if that's your ultimate goal is to make money, mm. you know, go and buy a house, do it up, sell it on fifty grand more. You know, there, there's there's lots of different things that you can do with your money. You know, coming into Sarah and going, I'm going to trade and make fifty grand. No, I wouldn't bother. I'd go and put my money somewhere else, and yeah, I think I can make fifty grand externally much faster. So you mentioned a bit earlier about being at the top of the hill, Premier League launch, top of the hill. You know, I think a lot of people maybe naturally had this as an exit point. You know, whenever they launched the Premier League, I'm out. I'm, I, I, I'm just guessing that people would have had that in their head for the last year, the last two years, the last whatever. Like when that time comes, it's going to boom, I'm out. So I imagine that's maybe part of it. But like, 
the supply at the minute people are saying about the market and then they put out these unique auctions and they put out like at the market right now there's over eight and a half thousand nine thousand cards going um newly listed i suppose if we sort of buy or how do we do this how do we work out when the furthest away is that over the next three days is it yeah i don't know is it is it Something stopped like at 25 days. pages can you look beyond 25 pages oh, or not oh, you, you can go beyond that oh no you got 25 pages is the end one day eight hours one day 10 hours anyway in the next couple of days i mean there's an eight thousand more limiteds basically you've already touched on the supply thing but like in terms of the market like do you think there's anything they should be doing now could be doing or do you think it is just a case of go down a bit and then maybe go back up a bit is this just a dip is this a bear market like, i don't know what are your thoughts on the market and things they could or should be doing i think they should be putting more competitions out for individual clubs i've said this you know from day dot we need we need to have seasonal competitions, whether that be monthly, longer. There, there needs to be a more variety. But you know, this is all underpinned. If if we're only going to go down the route of selling cards to play competitions to win more cards to sell, rinse and repeat, then at some point it's not the the supply that's going to break it. It's going to be people's boredom. You know, they're not going to want to play in that. You know, game loop. It's it's not an exciting enough game loop. It 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 it, it gets you hooked. You come in and no matter, again, it doesn't, doesn't matter what level you play at, you will get hooked by playing Serer. But at some point, the, it, 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 do you not feel it becomes a little bit monotonous? You know, there's nothing outside of this current game loop. You know, yes, you know, you can, you, you've got different regions to make it interesting. But from a fan's point of view, have I got closer to the team that I support from, from playing Serer? Have I consumed football differently? Arguably not. You know, I've made more meaningful connections with other users that have led to you know stuff happening outside of the platform uh, than, than inside of the platform. Um, so I don't think they need to change the supply. I just think they need to commit to the existing user base and show people different ways and reasons to, to join and play the platform. You know, we had a flirt with the Global Cup collecting those... Uh, uh custom series cards whatever they're whatever they're called and you know where where has that led you know mm. you know people people going out of their way to collect 22 or 25 cards of, of the same nation they're just going to get gathering dust in, in in some you know what is the incentive to actually go and buy a card of a player of a serial number that you really want to cherish you know ronaldo look at ronaldo's card you know yes we we, we can pick holes in every single card we can turn around and say, okay, oh, the Ronaldo card, he's, he's, he's one of the best two players ever in the world. Great, I own one of his cards. Yeah, but it's a Juventus shirt. Yeah, it wasn't when he was at Real Madrid. Or it wasn't when he was at, uh, you know, interesting tonight, we'll see, or tomorrow when the Ronaldo unique goes up for the sale. There's been no, I, I, I've, I've not seen it. I don't think I've seen any hype amongst the Ronaldo unique card. It's the first Ronaldo, it's the first legendary unique card that's been on the market since Trevor Brooking back in the day. David Book, David Beckham and Oliver Bieroff. You mm. would have thought that a collector platform would be singing from the rooftops a unique real Ronaldo card. Have you heard anything about it? No. I've seen like one post. I think I've seen a post it's, or an announcement. It's up for grabs. It's up for grabs tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 take it's taken a back seat. You know, uh, someone asked me the other day is like, "Well, you've got these collectors cards, you know, you know, why are you holding them?" It's like who are you going to sell them to? I have no clue. 
you know, it's not going to be 10 years' time, Max and his Mbappe, uh, Bella and his Messi card, AJ with his LeBron, me and my Otani going, oh, should we do a deal together? Mm. You know, the peop- if, if there is an exit for any of these so-called collector cards, it's going to be from people that have no connection to Sarah right now. It's going to be from the next generation of people that come in if and when the platform is even more sophisticated and digital cards is a, is, is, a, is even more of a way of life. And someone comes in 10 years late to the party and goes, holy shit, look at that first series LeBron. Oh, my goodness. Look at that messy card, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's, you know, it, people are saying, you know, at the moment, it's just like it's hot potatoes. Whatever card you've got, whatever scarcity, however you think it's valued at the time, it's underpinned by its utility. It's gravitating towards zero. And it's a case of can you do something with that card? Either can you compete with it to win something else or can you get rid of it to someone else and, and put that money to work elsewhere? It's still, it's still for me, this whole platform just is an economic simulator. And that's why people are so protective when they look at the value of their of their um, collection going down on a day-to-day basis because their mindset sadly is driven by the money. You know, and I say it's that's you know whether you put fifty quid, five thousand, whatever, it's it's money that you've put in at the end of the day. It's because Sarah can't give us or haven't given us any reason to look at the platform in a different light. So we can only pick holes in what we think. Oh, if the supply was different here, or if they put less there, or they gave us more prizes, or they gave us this. Even these sliders being moved around a little bit, we're still going to think of the game with a financial hat on first and foremost. We've not got to the stage where we can look at this platform in any other way. They just announced, along with the LeBron, they put four other so-called you know, legends of the game. I think you know, guys that are going to go on to retire this season, maybe an NBA. I think between those four uniques, they, they got about six or seven bids across four cards. And they all sold on average for under 0.3. One guy bought two cards for 0.29, flipped them for 0.31. Surely, if you're going to put out four legendary NBA uniques in quick succession, you can at least think up a, a, a scenario where you can give meaning to them. I made one question on Twitter, and it wasn't even sarcastic, which is unusual for me. I simply said, you know, is there going to be a unique veterans competition? Because we've just had a super rare veterans competition. Mm. Is there going to be a unique veterans competition that these can be used in? No. So... You're selling a card which actually has not. I might as well buy the super rare version of that card or the rare yeah, version yeah, or the limited yeah. version. I can at least Unless use that next week. Yeah. Yeah. So now they're, the so. so they're putting these cards out. I mean, it wouldn't matter whether they put those cards out. You know, some of them don't even play. Some of them are getting like minuscule minutes or no minutes at all. They're equivalent of a DMP. So it wouldn't have mattered whether you put them out mid season, end of season, whatever. Could have just could have quite happily just gone with celebrating LeBron this week. Mm. But then they've got these four cards that have sold for an absolute pittance. Everyone and everyone that thought they were good value is, is is just trying to flip them on for a ten or fifteen quid, twenty quid. So again, the mindset is purely money. It's not like I want to own this guard because it's it's something which I cherish and I want to hold for five, ten years. And maybe if another collector of that team or that player comes along in five years' time and, and makes me an offer that's too good to refuse, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll give it up. Theory. Yeah. But and, and 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 that's where I think people are becoming unstuck now because the pendulum swung from it being all a bed of roses. Yep, no worries, I can flip this card on. Yep, great, great, great. To like all of a sudden, market stuck. Hmm, must be something wrong. 
No, it's not something wrong with the market. It's now the mentality of people realizing that, you know, if you put 500 quid in to a company that's three or four years old, you know, healthy, healthy um, uh, finances, everyone's talking it up. Everyone's really, really happy. Great. The risks that you're actually taking with that 500 quid, you're almost dismissing because everything's fine. The environment's rosy. But now the market's coming the other way. The risks that you didn't take into consideration when you put that 500 quid are now glaringly obvious and they're there to see. Mm. So again, it's, it's it's people becoming unstuck and maybe that's partly education, not blaming any influencers because it's not your fault that the market's gone the direction that it's gone. But again, we, we get caught up in the euphoria of things going, well, yeah, great. I've done this. I've done that. Look at me. I've done this. Market goes the other way. There's nowhere to hide. It is a bear market. You Unless you absolutely slash your prices, the market is going to stay stuck for a while. Uh, and so, again, full circle. I don't think supply, changing the supply is necessarily the, the answer. Sorare have got to come out and they've got to give us a clearer path to collecting and competing. Not just, oh, there's too many cards in circulation. Let's add a weekly special to get some of those cards in uh, in the mix and maybe that will solve it. That's not going to solve it. Um, I wanted to move on to, you, you mentioned collectability, you mentioned the NBAs so this came into my head, the action shots being here. Um, you wanted me to give you my take on them first. Yeah, how much do you action enjoy shots? them? So I'll put it to you this way. It's nice that they're different. It's a start. I don't know what your opinion on these is when I'm saying this, which is good for people to know. But I feel like they've their, their promo for it is this action shots are here, right? With Jamarant going up to dunk a ball and it's like the so rare card outlay laid over it. That's a true action shot in my eyes. LeBron taking a shot to beat the points total is a true action shot. But what they've actually got on the cards look to be done in front of a green screen where the player just acts like they're doing an action shot while locking eyes with the camera. So it's like, it's not a true action shot. It's just like the player posing. But then are they called like player poses or something? Because it says action shots are here. All-star action pose cards are here. So they're action pose cards. They're not action shots. I, I don't know. For me, they're a start. But I don't think it's what people necessarily want. People want moments. Not necessarily moments in a video aspect, but moments in a player's career or that are meaningful. Like, that's the yeah, moment like, uh, that he did this. And that's the shot we, from the, when he did this. We can skip to the next part then because I'm, I'm in a complete agreement. I mean, it's... Is it false advertising? No, but it's it, they're not action shots. You know, <laughs> they're just... But that's, uh, why, that's the, obviously why they've cleverly... In the, in the promo, it says action shots are here in the image. But then on the text... From John where it's pose says, cards. action pose cards, like pose like you're doing an action shot. It's well, like, you know, you 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 know the physical market as well. I don't follow the physical card market. Do you have action pose cards on the physical market? I don't even know. No, maybe these these the, don't strike me as the sort of cards that you'd see in a physical format. I imagine you'd either get, you'd either get someone so... in game playing a game. Physical physical cards are so overproduced that they probably do exist somewhere. Oh, but okay, like, what people, enough. do you know what I mean? Like they're so there's just they're everywhere now. It's almost like another junk wax era in my mind. But um, the I can't I can't I just can't imagine them saying to Mo Salah, "Hey Mo, have a look at this way and pretend you're doing this." Yeah, yeah, and then like, yeah, we're, shooting, we're, yeah, like yeah, and then we'll call that an action shot. Ronaldo, right? do a do a sue, you know, go yeah. go and jump and pretend you're doing like. 
I don't know. It just doesn't have the same impact. If it was LeBron James legitimately shooting that point to break the total, how much more collectible is that than LeBron James pretending to dribble a ball in front of a green screen? Well, we'll I mean? never. Fi- we, we won't find out this season. No. Anyway, so that was just a shout out to that. Um, so we've talked about this. We've talked about that. Last thing, and then we'll answer a couple of questions and maybe roll. Um, well, first off, actually, thanks to So Rare Data, sponsors of the show. Um, so Rare Data have actually brought in a feature that you can hide your gallery value if it's keeping you up at night or if you don't <laughs> want to look at it. Um, so it's nice of them to add that. But um, yeah, So Rare Data, there's a link below if you want to sign up. Use the code John Nellis. I'll get paid or use the link. Um, you get two weeks free at the top tier. Try everything out. And there's a million features I could promote to you, but just go and check out the videos in the channel um, because they're, I use it every day. Do you use them regularly? I use... No, is the answer. I, I, I we do move it more on. For... No, 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 no. I said, no, I do... I couldn't live... No, that doesn't sound fair. I, I, I couldn't live without Sarah data, but it's more for more for valuations. Yeah. I've used the, I've used the lineups a little bit, um, but... I don't know. I, I still depends what you're into. I still, I still. I've always said this. They, these guys know. I, I play with my heart, not my head. Maybe at some point, if I'm winning absolutely bugger all each week, I'll have to start thinking of, 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 of bringing in more, more statistics. But yeah, I, I, where I find it useful is, um, you know, looking at auction or I get a, a, a bid on a card, and I will refer to Sarah data immediately to see the historical prices of mm-hmm. that player to make a judgment as to whether or not. The, you know how how much lower how much of a low ball offer have I just received and how much mm. do I need to counter it by? Um, I I miss the rare data's side competitions. I would have loved I would love to see yeah. those come back um, because I think that's another key driver to get people to use. Yeah, uh, the third the, party the, the games have all dried up. They've all dried up, haven't they? There's none now. Yeah, and I was also gutted. And, and shout out to the guys at is it Print NFT. That were yeah. doing those amazing, and I heard some disappointing news from these guys that uh, has prevented them from from, from executing or, or, or launching as they first hoped. And I really hope they can sort that out because they, they, they were very very cool. Yeah, I got the the Erling Haaland one just over my shoulder. I was very excited to see what they had to come, but um, I think it's like a oh, licensing no, yeah. issue maybe, which makes sense. I always wondered how they got away with printing a physical card whenever there's physical card licenses, but that's not for this podcast. Um, but yes. Um, we've mentioned so rare data. I want to tell you briefly, everyone else is sick of hearing this, but do you know why I told you earlier that I won two rare awards in NBA? I don't know NBA. I don't know anything about it. All I know is I had 30, I had, I've won probably five of them, I had 25 limiteds that I bought early doors. Though they're be basketball lineup builder where I just click the button, suggest the lineup, it's a beta, and I've plugged it in. In the last 19 days, it's won me two rare cards using only limiteds, and they were tier twos. So I got Buddy Hild and Jalen Williams, if you know either of them. One's a rookie. So, oh, Jalen Williams, yeah, and Buddy Hild, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so like, I've, I've won their rare cards using only limiteds, and I haven't followed anything, and that's all through their lineup builder. So that that's kind of a shout-out to that, but we'll move on from that because we've lots of good questions. I want your take very quickly, and again, just based on time and whatever else, the swap debacle. Um, the Van der Vert for uh, Saka or whatever just give me like a, a quick monologue I'm not even going to come back I'll go and start looking at questions on your thoughts on swaps I mean look that, that was the week I, I had a swap as well so I had a guy that was you know indefinitely banned for doping which I felt but that's you know, fair I felt, I felt I felt within my rights to, to send a support ticket on that one uh, and at the same time I had a tieway which was injured for a couple of months you know they sent me back a car that was worth even less but that's by the by 
But yeah, um, look, the short of it is that I've got a list from 2022 of cards that are absolutely shocking. And I know other people have as well. Mm. Van der Voort for Saka. And, and, I've, and as, as I think has genuinely upset the market, not all at every, at every level. And it's sad. Um, again, I don't think it can be blamed on the. Ma- I don't think it can be blamed on the manager that requested the the, the, the trade. I, I don't know what the reason was behind requesting that trade. Yeah, what was in that um, like? Yeah, I mean, okay, yes, maybe Martin Van der Voort, you know, goes to Leipzig and plays second fiddle for a season. Who knows? But I don't think anyone that's played the game, certainly that manager, has played the game long enough to know that it's undeniably a good card. Yeah, you know, and even and even with you know even with an injury or even with the. the potential you know second choice looming it's still a card you could probably grab four e4 mm-hmm. on the market five e4 if you're lucky so but again it, it just stems down to internal communication there's something in the core of Sarare that isn't quite right and i can't be convinced otherwise there's things happening internally which just the processes can't be right you know there's there's nothing really to to gain confidence mm-hmm. you know we get communications basically when something's gone wrong and this is the communication to say okay this is this is happening now we're, we're doing something different um we never get they're never ahead of the curve and you know call me so go for it sorry i interrupted no no no, no I've, I've finished i mean look that's the short yeah. answer is i think that, that it shouldn't have happened the longer answer is could we have seen a little bit more uh, empathy in the communication afterwards? It ain't happening because that's just not their style. You see, I think we've seen a lot of changes in how they act in the last maybe two months versus the previous six versus the previous year. I know there's still shortcomings, there's still issues, there still seems to be a disconnect with the actual product and how much they understand the actual game and what users want and that maybe comes down to they're not playing it and maybe the Lexus are all working for them and all should help that. But anyway, call me naive, call me an affiliate piece of shit company man right but honestly when i look at something like this what i see personally i didn't get riled up i understand why people are riled up i'm not saying they shouldn't be but when i look at an instance like this what i see happening is who it was a duke or someone sending in this trade vandevert for this given some bollocks reason um someone probably in an american office maybe it would be the paris office i don't know who maybe doesn't understand the players in question or whatever taking the wheels word of, uh, with a I don't know, an element of truth to it, not doing the due diligence, not doing the research expected, fucking up, and it being a, a relatively one-off fuck-up, right? I'm gonna say no, I'm gonna say there's no a, chance. But there's a there's a backup the the next to it is is how they address it because it did create unrest and disappointment and upset and people feeling like it's an unlevel playing field and I don't know, maybe some sort of um hatred towards the wheels like yourself and it's not a level plan from blah 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 so i don't know that's what i see happening in an office and some egypt fucking up nah, but what do you think that process looks nah, like that, that, who do you the, think clicks well, that button or how do you think that well happens? look there's, when you go I haven't been on the support thing for a while until last <laughs> week you got on the support thing you get your drop downs what's your ticket about you know you've got a chance to attach a file put whatever you want right there if you are complaining about the quality or value of a reward you're getting a cookie cut to email template back. So it's already done. It's not like, oh, what shall I, the person on the other end of the support is not sitting there going, oh, what shall I do with this one? It's like, it's already done. Okay, you get anything about that, you press that button. Boom, template of text goes in, back. 
And that template of text is along the lines of saying, yes, if it's if a card is injured for long term, yes, we, you know, it shouldn't be in the pool and, and yes. So even when I sent the one through about the guy getting banned for drugs, I mean, the template never mentioned and, and the rep- response came back to me, never mentioned anything about doping ban or whatever. Mm. I got I got just the standard response saying, you know, yeah, it shouldn't be in the car. It shouldn't be there. Send it to this account and we'll send you something back. Mm. Perfect. That's all I did. So it didn't even acknowledge the doping. It just said, you know, yes, you got this card in there. Send it here. So even if someone's put an elaborate, oh, I got this uh, guy from, no, I've got Christian Eriksen and he's injured and I should have got Casemiro or something like this. Yeah. Even if you put a nice, long winded, clever explanation, you're going to get a but if there the still has injured. to be, I, I get that, but there's still room for human error because ultimately someone still decides yes or no. You get the cookie cut reply, but equally someone has to click yes or someone has to click no. Someone has to swap oh, yeah, true. Someone has to say no. <laughs> yeah, true. So someone's got sanction. Saying, so someone's, someone's got... Yeah. <laughs> We've both yeah, done yeah, the same so, thing. Someone's got that band of ball and gone, <laughs> who do I go to to get a sacker approved? And I think we, we know a lot of the members of staff there, yeah? So if it's gone to America, and as you said, and it's gone to someone who doesn't know the market as well, the first question is, why on earth has that has request gone, gone to there? someone in, in America? If it's gone to Paris, and someone in their Paris office is not educated to the level where they don't know that a sacker is worth more than a Van der Voort, or they don't, th- or they are in agreement that they don't think Van der Voort is, is, is a worthy enough card, then what on earth are they doing being part of that process yeah, why in the first place? why should they make the decision? Yeah, that's fair. So yeah, massive fuck up absolutely has created a lot of distrust and a lot of um i can't find the word in my head today i keep trying to find it a lot of resentment a lot of hatred a lot of whatever towards like the unlevel i think this i think that's quite hard but yeah disappointment it is it's disappointing for the average user yeah yeah right couple of questions before we hit the road um let's see there's one here you really liked it was how many goals is real winning by next week that's from florin bragusi well, Florin, uh, how many goals are Real Madrid going to win by? I would say probably less than the amount of men I saw leaving your mum's house with earlier. <laughs> so, uh, so no, let's get out of your Madrid. So that's uh, yeah, maybe that's uh, one or two. Maybe it's even more. I don't know, but uh, let's see. Let's see if I'm right or wrong. No messing about. No mercy. That footy guy wants to know, do you think Sorare are intentionally pushing out too many auctions for the current user base to lower prices, allowing new users to enter at a lower point? Should Sorare focus more on the current users and the price points they bought in at? Um, I mean, it's a double question. I mean, I don't think they should be focusing on what we paid because we paid what we felt was right at the time. We, we, we've never, it's not, it's not, we're not in a top shot scenario where they suddenly go, oh, we're going to produce 35,000 moments of this particular player now. Do you want to buy it? Yes or no? We know the maximum supply is a thousand per year of limiteds, 100 for rares, 10 for super rares, or one for unique. Whether they all drop in August or whether they get held back and dropped in May or, or, or whatever, you know, we know that the maximum supply is that. And quite often we don't even hit the maximum level of supply. So when a car comes up for market and we decide to pay, 0.2, 0. 0.3, 0. 0.5, 1 ETH, whatever it happens to be, that's our decision at the time. And we're making, and we should be making those decisions based on what we know could be coming around the corner in supply. Not whether or not it's going to be dropping every one minute, two minutes, five minutes, or 10 minutes. We're making our decision based on the overall supply. And if we've paid half an ETH for something, we've paid half an ETH because we think it's worth half an ETH when all the cards of that player are in circulation, plus whatever might come the following season and the following season, depending on how old the player is. So I don't think we can be blamed for that. What we can perhaps point a finger back at Sarer is 
still not providing any real uh, collector value and not keeping up with the level of competitions that match the overall supply of cards in circulation. I say we've had to push and push and push to now get this cap 220, cap 240, cap 270. It's still the same amount of competitions at the unique level and the super rare level. I think there's a few more limited uh, and rare uh, competitions. But for me, if there's another 100,000 cards in circulation, why have we now got not got monthly or why have we now got not got seasonal leaderboards? Why have we not got individual club leaderboards? You know, when you play FPL, you choose your nationality, you choose the club you support, you appear on a ladder with Liverpool fellow Liverpool fans or Irish fans or, you know, nationality of the same nationality as you. We don't we don't have that. We've just got this game week to game week mentality. And so for every hundred thousand cars that come into circulation, but no more new competitions are put in place, that just puts pressure on. You know, we don't know how quickly new users are signing up. We can only speculate to that. We can only speculate as to whether or not we believe there's enough substance within the platform for these users to want to stay and want to spend more money. So the answer is I don't I don't I don't think we we can we can really blame Sarah for doing what they're doing um, because they've told as long as they don't change the supply curve. No problem at all. Mm. Uh, which I don't, you know, they never would. Then ne- I can't imagine a scenario where they come out and say, "Oh, next year, guys, we're going to put twenty super rares out, and we're going to we're going to increase rares to two fifty. If that happens, then we might as well all go home." As long as they don't do that, so we can only blame ourselves because we obviously felt at the time that these cards were worth what we were paying for them. Uh, to tie on to like extra competitions, which you mentioned, so rare influence, no SO eleven, dream of the future. And cross sport, I'm going to throw in cross sport competitions. Are they anything that interests you? I mean, SL11 is is fantastic, and and you can you can play that on Surrey Mega every week. So I think that's you can't anymore. Can you? When did that stop? Mega are gone, aren't they? No, Surrey Bragg. Bragg are gone. Have Bragg was the been gone social... for ages. I think that was only a few weeks ago. Was it? Okay, pr- well I misread that and assumed Mega was gone. I was no, kind of I was saying, about that. I was, yeah, no, I enjoy setting up lineups on 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 Surrey Mega once every few weeks. Like, ah, I do it all get the time. out of here! Bloody Mega are still going. I thought they were gone. No, no, bloody, they're going back into my bloody tab. I actually deleted the tab and all. God damn it! All right, it's back. Brilliant. Um, no, I'd, like, I'd like to see it on the native platform. I'd like to see it back on Surrey Data as well. Um, I think yeah, it's nice to have more variety in the competitions. I don't think we can ever get to the. I don't think we can get to the stage now where Sarah can say, "Oh yeah, but eleven cards is too hard for the average user." It's like if they're if they're there like confetti, and you can mix them with commons and limiteds. There's got to be a way that in which you can create a competition for eleven players, and whilst doing so, take the pressure off goalkeeper prices. Maybe you don't need to take the pressure off them at the moment, but overall, you know, average. If everyone's playing eleven players, then there's going to be less pressure on uh, on goalkeeper supply. So yeah, I'd love to see it. But I would, my first wish would be to see team leaderboards. Who's got the best Club Bruce stack? Who's got the best Juventus stack? Who's got the best St. Trudent stack? Whatever happens to be, who do, who are the super fans mm. of these of these specific teams working closer with the clubs and then the clubs rewarding those super fans? You would from say the, that. For, for, for <laughs> yeah, I, I'd, I'd kick ass on the Man United one and I'd hold people to ransom for the prize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but you're right. I do. I do think that's. I think like leveraging access at clubs and training ground experiences and meeting players and tours of this and going to whatever's whatever you have in mind there. All that sort of extra level of access with your actual team, like 
Of course, that's what people want. Like, I gave away Premier League tickets last week, like VIP ones, fair play to swear, they give me the tickets and all that. But the very hard thing is, it's like, finding when you're giving away tickets, the hard part is finding people who actually want the tickets or can go to the game. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, like, on uh, so short rare, notice, yeah, yeah. On so rare, you can quite literally curate people by getting them to select their team. Like, okay, these are the people that are interested in these tickets and put out competitions with these tickets or experiences as the prize, and those people will compete for them. And the person who wins either accepts it or it goes to second place. Do you know what I mean? It's like, or it's an NFT like the ones for La Liga. And then, you know, I had this conversation with Zarel the other day talk, talking about something. The, the the competition recently that that looks amazing is the get on the plane with the AC Milan players and, and come over to Spurs. Who wouldn't want to win that? But you start putting these competitions out at short notice and you get someone from New Zealand wins it or someone from Brazil wins it. Who happens and, to have a Milan stack. Yeah, and it's all well and good. It's like, yeah, I won tickets to the, uh, the MLB World Series. I didn't go. It's like, you know, because I'm not saying they should fly everyone first class and put people up. But there's got to be something behind the tickets. You know, we can all, you know, you can go and get tickets if you want. I can go and get tickets. We can all go and find tickets to a major sporting event if we really wanted to go. Just because Sarah offering them as a carrot, there has to be something a little bit behind that. And maybe it's longer competitions. Because if you were playing a longer competition over a month or three months or a season, you thought, and the top was going to get a season ticket for next year or was going to win prized here, you could at least plan for it. Whereas, did the winner of the Milan recent prize? You know, they might have thought, oh, I'm in with a chance. I've got a Milan stack. I'll whack it in, see if I can win. But all of a sudden, that person's now got to take time off, which I'm sure they don't begrudge doing. But if they want to do it properly, I would imagine they'd need to book a hotel for a couple of nights. They're going to need to find a way to get themselves back. Um, and that's not part of the experience, as far as I can see at the moment. You've got two tickets. So you 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 then do you, you, what you do, and then you share them on to someone else. But that someone's got to find out has got to organize absolutely everything else at the touch of a button to even just take that up. Whereas if you said, here's two tickets to the game this weekend, it's an NFT at midnight, I'll be giving out to somebody random and, and one minute past midnight, they've got those tickets. They've got a choice. Do I go? Well, maybe I can go to the auction market like I do with my player cards and go, I can't make it to this Man United game. Sorry. Um, but I've got two VIP tickets that I've won just like I win a, yeah. Vinicius Junior, rare. I've won these two prizes. It's probably got a, a face value of £500. And then guess what? Someone that's either in Manchester or has got the ability to get to Manchester might end up paying a grand, two grand, three grand. Who cares where the, the tickets actually end up? The person that won gets them. But how many people got to, uh, to, to realise it? How many people that won these MLB series tickets yeah. tail end of last year actually went to see a game in the World Series final? It was even harder then because it's a best of seven and you had to, to, to say which game you wanted to attend. Well, if it's a 4-0 washout and you've booked tickets to go to a major city in the States or, to watch the game five or game six, you've completely wasted everything. Yeah. You, you, so it's 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 a bit of a false situation for me because the tickets, yeah, it might, it might bring some new bums on seats, but unless yeah, the actual experience is, 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 is mapped out properly for the winner, then I think it's more of a sense of frustration than, than anything else. I, I agree with you. I think I don't know what the fix is, but I think it's like a, a dedicated team within So Rare whose job is distributing all their access, all their memorabilia, all their things, and coming up with clever ways to make that happen. And I agree, like the ticket cards on La Liga were incredible, and they they actually were semi collectible as well. And people yeah, got yeah. to go to games, but the issue well, they're almost is, like a power app. You've got you've got them to exactly. to, to live on exactly. Um, 
so yeah, I, I think there's there's a lot of improvements there, but a lot of improvements needed. But um, is there anything else you wanted to rant about before we go? I've took more of your time. Rants? No, I'm, I'm, it's only, only positives today, isn't it? Is there, do you want to end on a positive <laughs> note? What's the most positive thing for you at the minute? That's a long time. We, we covered action shots, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're looking at notes. So yeah, I was like, why is there a long pause? Oh, yeah. Just tell a page, don't have a quick page. Um, <laughs> no, look, I think I think overall, let's 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 look at it from an overall perspective. Sarah has, you know, I've been on Sarah for four years. I've loved every minute of it, bar a few minutes here and there. It's, you know, it's been life-changing for me. I think it's it's certainly now life-changing for yourself as well. Uh it, it offers opportunities and it does offer people like us the ability to you know to yeah to, to enjoy sport in a very different way to, to what we were doing before um there's always going to be things that you and i and whoever you're talking to can shoot the breeze and, and think oh we could be doing this better or i'd like to see this or wouldn't it be amazing if that if that was happened and all we've got to do is just keep hoping that these guys are listening and will act on on certain things that they also agree you know, can be can be improved on as well. Uh, and during that time, you know, we're going to go through cycles like we are now, unfortunately, where the markets are going to retract. Um, but we all know that it won't take much for the markets to turn around. So if you are still only looking at Sarah as an economic simulator, you're going to have to assess your, you know, monetary involvements now a little bit more and, and you know, take into consideration what you've seen in the last few weeks. And, and, and maybe that makes you a little bit more conservative moving forward. Um, but overall, I still feel that Sarah has got the potential to be that sports entertainment platform that Nicholas has, has told us is the, is the North Star. I've got no reason to doubt that. Um, yeah, if you were at the helms of certain departments, you'd probably make certain decisions differently. I know I certainly would. Uh, and, and the average user that's voiced their opinion over the last few weeks, you know, I want to see some of that stuff being implemented. And, and hopefully it will. And if it does... Then next time we talk, hopefully uh, we'll, be rosy. We'll, 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 we'll be a bit happier again. Good stuff. Well, look, thanks a million. Um, people can find you at Blockchain YNWA. You've also got your own project, Troop Cards. Yeah, yeah, that's still going strong. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we talked about the very first question, I think, was do you have time for three different sports? I only have time for those sports because of the people that I've got within my side community that, that helped me to, to manage it without guys like... Miguel on the baseball side, Mike, Nick uh, on the basketball side, certainly wouldn't be competing at the, the higher ends of the leaderboards. And so, yeah, I, I found my way of being able to enter more sports through, you know, being more collaborative, um, which, which works for me. And uh, no, so I enjoy it. Um, can't wait for the next sports and uh, for uh, science to find uh, a way that uh, we can uh, not sleep at night. That's the one, isn't it? Like the next sport. All right, last thing we're out. One word. Don't even want an explanation. What sport would you want next? It's two words, women's football, isn't it? Uh, I'll go golf. Would you go golf? Or women's yeah, football? I quite like the look of these new live teams, these 12 teams that are shaping up. I think they could. I think you could build a fantasy game around that. I think it was quite interesting. Cool. I'm not, I'm not a massive fan of this divide between PGA and, and, and live, but I, I can see that live, from a commercial point of view, is could be quite cool. And... Um, yeah, I think you could build you could you could, you could build a fantasy game around uh, what, what what they're doing there, which would be interesting. What's nice about the single player game as well, even from a content standpoint, within so we're like I can go out and swing golf club and play around the golf, but like 
I can't just go and play basketball, MLB. Like, what am I trying to say here? I think from content, I can go out and hit a ball and I can have a handicap of 14 or 12 and it's still relatively entertaining and like within like the community events and stuff would be fun and competitive. Whereas I think with the other, like you can't really play the games that you'll follow and love together because it's just such a stupid level and fitness even is I, an issue and i think i think i'm i think i'm only about four years off being able to play walking yeah. football so uh, but i mean imagine like the, the the community like golf outing that'd be good crack yeah anyway, yeah like I asked amazing community there i go but um what's your what's your sport then I, I actually think i'd really like golf i'd love to get more into golf i played golf a lot for a couple of years maybe about five six years ago i mean my handicap was like 12 or 14 or something at the best but it, or not even i think it was like 14 but even at that level, the beauty of a handicap is you can enjoy the game, and um, I, I really enjoyed it, and I was big into it for a while. But I haven't watched it or cared about it other than the Ryder Cup of the Masters and like. Since Ryder Cup, Ryder Cup for me is still, yeah, just behind just behind the Champions League in terms top, of Premier top. League. It's like yeah. watching Ryder Cup. I, I, I'm I'm engrossed by that. Amazing top tier Gaelic football. But anyway, we'll go out on that note. I'll see you soon. <laughs> Thank you again, John. Keep up the good work, buddy. Cheerio.